Welcome back to Primetime KC. On this week's episode, we are going to preview NFL Week 12, go over the Chiefs' frustrating loss to the Philadelphia Eagles where they couldn't catch shit. I mean, just the theme of the season happened again, uh, and we'll get into some other stuff. Before we get into the slate for Week 12, Josh, what are the updated standings in Lock of the Week and Underdog of the Week? Uh, John suffered a loss in Lock of the Week, and we all are tied and losses, not wins, since me and Jackson both have a push. So John's first in seven and four. Jackson and I are tied second, also for last at six four and one. Underdog of the week, I think we can call it wraps here. I will be doing the half beer mile. I am zero and eleven. Jackson is three and nine. Wait, excuse me. I am Jackson's three and eight. Excuse me. John's six and five, and I'm zero and eleven. So order remains the same. Me, Jackson, John. Rare okay. week that I John confess- lost both his lock and underdog. Very rare. Um, I was close on both. Can I suggest that we start uh, with the Chiefs game? Because it's a little fresh, and I think we need to exercise the demons. We don't have to pick them first, but I think we should talk about it first. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, they obviously lost 21-17. It's the third straight second half. They haven't scored any points. They dropped five passes last night. They lead the NFL in drops at 26. Six more than the next closest team. Uh, that's with a fucking bye week. So, I mean, that's even worse. It just doesn't look good right now. I mean, I came on the podcast after the Dolphins loss, and I said that was the loss, or that was, or excuse me, the Dolphins win. And I said that was the game this year that I just don't, now I don't think they can win a Super Bowl. And I don't. Like, they just can't. You can't win a Super Bowl without one reliable receiver. They don't have one. You know, even when New England was down and they didn't have a lot of great help, at least Julian Edelman was reliable. I mean, he won Super Bowl MVP that year like 13 catches in that game we don't have anybody at receiver that you could count on to catch more than two passes a game it's so 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 bad josh yeah i mean the game was frustrating the team didn't look terrible in the first half our defense you can't get mad at them they played lights out uh if you can hold the eagles to 21 points or less i expect you to win the football game and that wasn't the case yesterday um this team hasn't changed at all uh, we yes we did lose Juju, but what did Juju really do in the Super Bowl? Maybe like did he he didn't he didn't do a lot and from mm, memory he had a pretty big second half to be fair he he had uh, and he was the one that they held on the pivotal play that's true. that um, is true that is true he did more than these uh, dipshits are doing but yes these dipshits are were on this team last year am I worried yes am I panicking no I think that's where I'm at right now going into the game yesterday I was like pretty worried that we were going to lose but i didn't expect us to lose like this i thought we were going to lose in a, in a shootout that wasn't the case and yeah i mean I, like i said our defense is spectacular probably top two in the nfl our offense if you put oh if you just have tyree kill on this team we'd we'd be insane but at the same time then you have to look at our defense they wouldn't be the same so it's like take your pros and cons at the end of the day, we still have Patrick Mahomes. I still trust us. I just don't know how far I can trust us. Yeah, I think uh, when you said, uh, am I worried? Yes. Am I panicking? No. That that kind of aligns with where I am. Um, I think this was very predictably the game that Jackson was going to say we don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, to be fair, he said it every season. And I think... He's not terribly off the mark for it. I'm not 
not going to heavily criticize him for the take. Um, I obviously uttered similar things in frustration after the game last night. Um, but after regathering, feel as though, yes, there are very glaring issues on the Chiefs. Um, and look, it's obviously Mahomes with the receiver core, um, whether you know he has even trust in some of those guys, whether he should have trust in some of those guys. Um, yeah, it's obviously a mess. Having said that, I think that this is still an extremely good football team. Um, they made a lot of mistakes. I mean, look, we always have a game where it's like, oh, we fucked up every single thing and we like still should have won. It was very much the game in Cincinnati last year, um, which I believe is when Jackson pulled the we can't win a Super Bowl card last year. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very like it's a worrying moment because it shows how vulnerable we are and how it could look uh, when our untimely demise comes in the playoffs. Um, but look, I I still feel confident that the defense is so good. Um, it keeps Chiefs in games. Um, I saw a pretty interesting stat that I think sums up this year's Chiefs team, which is that Mahomes before this year is like 54-3 and three when the Chiefs give up less than 24 points, and this year he's like 7-3. and three. Um, so that rate has declined significantly. And I think that's pretty predictable and where the concern has to come. Um, but overall, uh, I still think this is a team. I think this is the best team in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Um, yes, the MVS drop, the Justin Watson drop, um, just characteristic errors. Uh, the Kelsey fumble was not that. I think there's a lot of isolated incidents that come out of this game that we need to hope don't burn it didn't burn us last year in the playoff absolutely did uh two years ago in the second half against the Bengals when a lot of um the fears that Jackson brought up when he said when the Super Bowl that year um to be true so yeah there's a lot of uncertainty going forward I don't think anyone can feel extremely confident in the Chiefs but I I still feel pretty good about this team um and I'm interested to see where it goes I, I want to know what you guys think, though. I think one of the most disappointing things is that we've spent a lot of the year saying we're going to the offense is going to take a step. Right. And now we're in week 10 and there's really no observation of that. I mean, that's what I've been saying that, this whole time. Like yeah, whenever yeah. two weeks ago, Mahomes said, oh, don't worry. Our defense is taking care of us. Our offense is going to click. I brought this up two weeks ago when we, after the Dolphins game. And I said, He's been saying that for the past nine weeks, and now I feel like you can't say that excuse because we don't have time for the offense to click. The offense needs to click now. Well, yeah, and traditionally this is the game where it does, right? Coming out of the bye week against an NFC team, I'm pretty sure last year this was the 49ers game coming out of the bye week and playing an NFC team. Uh, and we usually put the hammer down, which is what we did in that game. Um, and I think we tried to put the hammer down in this one, and it didn't quite work out for us. Um, yeah, the first half offense was very optimizing. I think part of it made me feel like, okay, we're fine. Um, we can still play this game really well, but look, when you score zero points in the second half for three straight games, it's absolutely cause for concern. Um, yeah, it's wild. And Jackson, you mentioned the stat about Justin Watson getting 11, 11 targets. Um, that is very concerning, right? The fact that that's like a valve that we're looking to consistently, it, it really illustrates some of the big issues. I mean, it's like 
I get people are, you know, feeling like, oh, it'll be okay. We have Patrick Mahomes, we have Andy Reid, and we have all that sort of stuff. We have Kelsey and stuff. Our defense is balling. But it's just like, I, I at this point, you are what you are. It's like, at the, has there been any, I'm not even asking for substantial, but has there been any progress from this wide receiver group since that week one loss to Detroit where they had the fiasco of drops? No. 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 It's the same unit, and we're two and a half months later. They haven't progressed in the slightest. I mean, Rasheed Rice is a little more involved, I guess, but that's it. I mean, the the lingering issues are still right there. And look, the Chiefs are a good football team. They're going to find ways to win games. But winning a Super Bowl, man, and it's it just feels like you can't fall behind. Where in the past, it felt like you could be down multiple possessions and you'd find a way to you know get yourself back in it. If they get behind multiple possessions now, it feels like a death sentence because there is just absolutely nobody on this team that can create consistent separation. And when they do create separation, they've got stones for hands. And and at some point, it's like it's got to be like a shared brain thing between the receivers. So it's like where you're like, I can't fuck up because they're fucking up. And then you put that pressure on you, and then you you mess up. And it's just got to be a thing where like it's contagious. It's like. When guys are making plays, it's contagious. But when guys are making mistakes, it's contagious just as much. And these guys in the wide receiver room, it's like everyone's trying to be superhero, a superhero. Everyone's trying to be Superman. They're trying to make up for other people's drops and mistakes, and then they're doing the same thing. And it's just constant frustration. And, you know, I feel terrible for Pat because you can see back there, like, the life just goes out of him every single time they have a third down drop or a big drop in a game where he's just like, I can't put the ball anywhere else. Like, it's in your hands. My guys at Texas Tech were catching this shit. Like, what is going on? It's beyond frustrating. I don't see a way that in the postseason, if this is how the wide receiver core plays, that they beat someone, the the quality of Baltimore. I don't see how they win that game unless they literally just run the fuck out of the football, which they did last night against Philadelphia, right? They had over 120 rushing yards mm-hmm. in the first half. Good rushing yards. And it Very still good. didn't matter. Like, that's how bad this receiving core is. It, 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 would one of these guys, to take away Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice is young and he's developing, and I have no problem with him. But would any. And he's o- got great ability when he gets. But would any sure. other. Would any of these other guys see snaps for another team? Not like. Not really. Do you think Justin no. Watson would no. see snaps Justin on the Bengals? Watson, yes. You think he'd see snaps uh, on the Bengals or the Ravens? I, I don't think so. You think on the that, Ravens? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Odell, Bateman, and Zay Flowers. He's at least wide receiver four. Yeah, like he's not getting the snaps he's getting in Kansas. Like he, there's he not another team best, in the, the league that Justin Watson is getting 11 targets in a game. There's no, not another no, room no, in the league. No, there's. Where I, he I mean, playing. it's obvious. It's obvious what we're gonna do, guys. Come off season, we're gonna amp up our wide receivers, and if we can't do it in free agency because we probably won't have a lot of spending, we obviously know what we're gonna be drafting. And I wouldn't be shocked if we trade up. Not I'm not saying trade up for Marvin Harrison esque, but a I don't know who wide receiver two in the draft is. Honestly, is it Neighbors? I neighbors think, is good. I think. Yeah, Keon Coleman's good. It's a good receiver draft, but you're gonna be picking like thirtieth. You're gonna be picking twenty eighth. Yeah. Like it's the same problem well, the you had you had last year. You're going to be picking. That's what a trade-up comes in. But but we should have traded up this past year, if anything, to go get Flowers or Addison or Njigba. Like you had well, we were hoping that they okay. were going to fall to us. Yeah, but okay. I think one thing that, I mean, I don't know if, the, if this is to be critical of the decisions that we made this last offseason, but 
like I think the wide receiver issue is always a tricky one because if you look at the way we approached it this year, um, the money that would have been spent on who are the big wide receiver prospects, this Odell Beckham, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, whoever else. Yeah, they all got bags. They they all got $18 million, which is buying price of Drew Tranquil and Charles Aminahue. Um Look, obviously, you know, there's been deliberations behind this. Um, my my concern with the whole thing is I still think that this iteration, because Jackson, you are right. Your point about us falling behind, that is the scariest thing possible. I mean, obviously, you know Mahomes is going to do everything he can, but his hands are kind of tied at the moment. Um but I think the current iteration of the Chiefs game is so good at not falling too far behind um, that there are paths to victory for them to get wins over teams like this. Because, look, they played – look, if if Travis Kelsey doesn't fumble the football or one of these things falls the other way. I mean, I think the Chiefs were the more if problematic the Eagles team don't get the whole, If the Eagles get the holding call. Yeah, whenever. yeah. There's, there's, and obviously every game has these moments. So the point I'm making is – this Chiefs game team definitely has the firepower to put anyone away. Like, they were not outmatched or anything like that. They were fully prepared to come at these guys. And um, there are worse problems to have than the fact that, like, oh, my God, our wide-open receiver dropped the perfectly thrown pass. Like, that obviously that's going to fuck you, and we just have to hope that it doesn't get us as hard as it has here. Um, but I think there are worse problems to be had. I think... To be to be the uh, the shining light or whatever. There's there's still positives to take out of this game because it is a dominant defense. The running game established itself nicely, and Patrick Mahomes clearly is still really damn good at football. Um, but but look, it's wide open. I think it is. Every team has their deficiencies. That's why I'm look. I don't think this is panic time. Um, but. It's it's gonna be an interesting run to the finish here uh, because obviously you just can't feel safe when you can't rely on the plays that you needed to make to win games like this. There is something we gotta talk about that goes past the receivers and past any of that, and it's in this league at head coach right now. You either have a progressive guy like Dan Campbell, or you have a dinosaur at head coach. And Andy Reid is a dinosaur when it comes to fourth down decisions because. Mm-hmm. Fourth and four at the Eagles 39. I tweeted this out. It's ridiculous. There are four options here, and I ranked them by four. That Number one being like, this is what you should do the most. Four is like, this is probably the least. You shouldn't do this. One is go for it, obviously. Fourth and four at their 39-yard line. That's a spot you go for it. Okay, but let's say you don't like what you have. Two is kick a 56-yard field goal. Harrison Bucker has the leg. He can do it. Like He hasn't missed all year. You do that. You try and get three. Three is you line up to go for it, try and draw them off sides, take the delay a game, back yourself up five yards to give your punter room. And then four is just punting it from the 39. They chose four out of all of that. I don't get it. Yep. It netted them 19 yards of field position. Sure, Andy can go back and say, like, well, the hope was to pin them at, like, the five. But, I mean, that's a lot easier said than done. It's just, it's ludicrous. It makes sense not to go for it on fourth and four when Alex Smith was your quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. It's fourth and four in opponent territory. Do we think Nick Sirianni would have punted that football? Hell no. Hell no. Nick Sirianni would not have punted that football away. That decision, obviously a lot of things costed the Chiefs the game, but that decision was a playing not to lose, not playing to win decision. 
And you see it all throughout the league. The dinosaur head coaches in this league keep doing this. And the progressive head coaches like Dan Campbell make them pay for it. So then what do you suggest? Go for it. Go for it. Go for no shit. He needs to fundamentally change his approach to these situations. These fourth downs are so bad. These decision-making. I'm not saying if it's fourth and four at your own 39-yard line, go for it. I'm not that crazy. I'm cool with punting that. Yeah, obviously. But this is fourth and four on the opponent 39-yard line. Is there a huge difference between Philadelphia starting at their 20 and at their own 39 in that game? Not really. Not with the way your defense nope. played. Not really. No. You know? That's, and, yeah, that's the thing. I've seen arguments for saying to punt it because the defense is good, right? But I think that's even more the reason to go for it. Um, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can rely on them. They could hold them to a field goal. They could force a punt. They could force a turnover. Um, and if we give up a touchdown there, so be it, man. But we were approaching having a, like, what was the score at the time? 17-14. Uh, 17-14. Yeah. yeah, we were approaching a one-possession lead, like a two-possession lead. You you maybe argue to punt there with you have if you have a two-possession lead. You know, they got to go down the field a long time. You can play the possession game and maybe just win. There's a better argument for that than the fact that you punt it and ultimately let them go ahead. And, yeah, man, it's just it's just really tricky to wrap my head around. Um, uh, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks. And it's similar to, I think, a mistake we made in the Super Bowl where we kicked the field goal. And to be fair, Nick Sirianni made a big mistake in the Super Bowl when he – kicked or punted it away to us on the play that Kadarius Tony took it in. It was like fourth and one. Just do the tush push, dude. I don't care if you're at your own 39 yard line. Um, yeah, I, I would, I, Andy Reed needs to produce a quality scheme for me to look past this, right? When the offense is clicking and firing, then whatever, I can live with the dinosaur approach to this. Um, he hasn't quite earned the credit in the bank to be doing this shit this year. Um, and it's, I think that's what makes it so frustrating, but yeah, I mean, nothing you can do about it now. You just hope it doesn't be the thing that makes you lose in the playoffs. Um, because that would suck. Yep. All right. Well, it's a new week of football. I think that was productive. (laughs) It's a quick turnaround. Got to move on. Three games coming up on Thursday. Yeah. A lot at stake still week 12. Let's kick it off on Thanksgiving. Packers at Lions. Lions are seven and a half point home favorites on Thanksgiving. Yep. When I look at this game, uh, if it's minus six and a half, I take Detroit lock of the week, but it's not. So with that being said, give me the Lions. I think they cover, but I think there's better lines I feel more safe about. I mean, partially it's just Brandon Staley being a dipshit, but I also think the last few games, Green Bay has actually looked decent. I think Jordan Love the last few weeks has actually started to at least make some strides. Nothing crazy, but, I mean, he's performed better, you know, at Pittsburgh. He wasn't terrible. This past week against the Chargers, he wasn't terrible. So, I don't think it's impossible for Green Bay to stick in this game, especially with how Chicago just stuck in the game with Detroit. Uh, but, yeah, give me, the, give me the Lions to win. Uh, Green Bay is just a young team trying to find ways to win right now, and I expect them to lose this game by probably one possession. It'll probably come down to the end, and they'll make a stupid young team mistake and lose it. Am I third? Is this third now? Sorry, I yeah. I've been reading. You're always third. 
Yes, sorry. I was just I was just reading these lines. Couldn't tell if you were second. Um, I am gonna take the Lions. Um, I like them in this game at home. Um, the classic. Finally, the Lions have a Thanksgiving Day game, and I expect them to win. That's probably one of the first times in my life that's occurred. Um, but yeah, I'll take them to win. Uh, the Packers got away with one last week. Yeah, because, yeah. Because the Chargers. Also got afflicted with the big drop problem, um, and hilariously enough, it's a guy that a lot of Chiefs fans said we would have draft, we should have drafted, so wouldn't even have solved the problem. Um, but yeah, that was really a tough one to take. I'll take the Lions. We are yet to hit on underdog or lock on Thursday nights this year, and this is the week with the most opportunity. So just throwing that out there. Commanders right. at Cowboys. Cowboys are ten and a half point home favorites. Give me the Cowboys. I think they get it done pretty easily against the Commanders. I will say, Sam Howell, like, if you look at him, if you give this man a good O-line to let plays develop, holy shit, he's insane. He still has been very good in the league. I mean, what, he's top five in passing yards? I think he might be top three. He was, he might heading, be number into, one. He was heading into last week number one. He's number one. He was. He yeah. might still be. He's, he is. Unless, no, he is. Yeah, and well, yeah, he is. No, every single team plays this week. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, no, give me the Cowboys. I think the Commanders might make it closer than people think. I always like watching the Commanders for some. Fuck audience. the Commanders. All right, fuck those pieces of shit. I was okay. ten weeks into Survivor, feeling great. I picked them to beat Tommy pissing Devito at home last week, and they turned the ball over six goddamn times. How do you turn the football over six times in one fucking game? And Sam Howell throws just an absolutely brutal, horrible pick six to lose it. I hope they get beat by fucking 100 in this game. Give me Dallas to walk all over these pieces of shit. I can't wait until the day Ron Rivera is fired. All right. I did not see that one coming. Um, I'll take Dallas to minus 10.5. Yeah. Not much to be said here. Um, the commanders are bad. The Cowboys are good. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then the Thanksgiving night game, Niners at Seahawks. Niners are six and a half point favorites at CenturyLink. This is wanting me to take it so bad. <laughs> you going to take your Oof. boy Big Cock Lock? No. Hell no. I'm talking about Niners Lock of the Week. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm locking that in. Um <laughs> No, I think there's a better option. Uh, give me the Niners. I think they easily get it done. If one of you two don't take this as lock of the week, I'm kind of shocked. How about taking this for lock of the week? I would rather take this for underdog of the week, but I'm not because Gino oh. might not play. So I'm just going to have to avoid this game. Uh, but yeah, oh, I mean, John just got into a free victory. Seattle's a tough place to play. Like, I on a short week, I don't know, six and a half feels like a good amount of points. I'll just steer clear of this one. All right. Uh, if y'all aren't going to do it, I will. Okay. I'll take the Niners minus six and a half. And I hate the idea that Josh liked this because that means it's going to f- blow up in my face. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm six, four, and one. You have, we have the six. No, no, no. Like, I'm just saying, saying, I'm not saying because you're bad at picking. I'm just saying, like, it's going to get me dunked on at the end of the day. Like, when this loses, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck you. See what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, if Jackson or I win and you, and John loses, then we have a new leader in lock of the week, which is insane. And I'm going and I'm going to last place if you both win. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I'm going to take the Niners. I think the Niners, without injury issues, are really dangerous. Um, and I think the injury issues are are loaded on the opposite side. Um, right? Everybody's playing for the Niners. They've got the whole crew back. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, I, yeah, I like it. And especially if Horsecock plays, um, <laughs> it's not going to be that difficult. So, yeah. I Six and a half in Seattle. Always have to be weary of, but... Man, I took the Seahawks underdog of the week when they played uh, the Ravens, and the Ravens absolutely mauled them in Seattle. So I think that the Niners will do the same. We have to break the Thursday night curse. These games need to be back on the menu for us. So hopefully I can do it. Well, the thing is, I don't... I don't know if you want to count this as Thursday night football because this isn't prime video. This is Thursday night football. Well, neither was week one against it's Thursday. the Lions. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. So NBC the has the on same a Thursday night. The also, I, if I if I lose by a game, an underdog of the week at the end of the year, I would like to uh, protest this because how was I supposed to know Joe Burrow was out for the year? Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Get the hell out of here! Surely none of our other bets have been hurt. That's by the way Andrew. the cookie crumble. <laughs> yeah, get get fucked. All right, Black Friday game: Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins are ten point favorites. Tim Boyle, who in college had one touchdown pass to thirteen interceptions, is making the start for the Jets. How, How many interceptions did you yeah. say? His what? his stats. Tim Boyle at UConn threw one touchdown pass and thirteen interceptions. What? In his career. Is he like Aaron Rodgers' friend? Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they signed the third. He was in so Green Bay. Buddy was on the and then he is in Detroit. I have no idea how this fuck keeps getting a job. But he's genuinely one of the worst. Like, going from Zach Wilson to this dude is going from, like, piss to poop. Like, it is. You're not okay. making it. It's not an upgrade. It's like. Yeah, he's 0 no, 3 in games he really... started. He's horrible. He, he is. Yeah. God off. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, just give me the Dolphins. I don't want to talk about this game. He started an NFL game. He started three. <laughs> Listen to this dude's college stats. His freshman year at UConn, zero touchdowns, eight picks. His sophomore year, one touchdown, three picks. His junior year, zero touchdowns, two picks. How the fuck did this guy get to the NFL? That is unreal. Question. His completion percentage by year, 44.4%, 52.4%, and 51.7%. This dude is horrible. Oh my god. Yeah. Like he's god, bad. They, um, I, god damn. Like, yeah, the Dolphins should roll. I'll, I'll take the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins too. Um, this is honestly maybe just as funny as when Aaron Rodgers comes back and tears his Achilles. Or I don't think um, he comes back. Like if they if they lose this or, the fall to four and seven, which they will. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Or know. doesn't come back, or just doesn't come back, and 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 and, and no, I don't want to hear he's he's not going to come back because the the jet season's over. No, he's not coming back because he's not back. Fuck him off. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Dolphins. I will say this: at Eastern Kentucky in 2017, Tim Boyle did pass for 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. <laughs> so much better. He his college career totals are thirty three hundred passing yards, twelve touchdowns, and twenty six interceptions. <laughs> I don't oh. think we would do worse than that. Genuinely, that's it's with so a bad. negative of one hundred and sixty two rushing yards. 
And one rushing touchdown. Yeah, so, it, it, this is this is y'all are gonna get to see. This is fucking bad. All right, on to the Sunday slate. Steelers at Bengals. Steelers are one point favorites on the road. Yeah, I think this is a pretty easy pick. I think the Steelers win. They don't have their shitty offensive coordinator anymore. Uh, give me the Steelers. This really sucks for the Bengals. I, it probably comes at the right time though for the year, like for this to happen, in my opinion. Just do, just mainly because. The Bengals, I, I, think, I think the Ravens beat them with or without Joe Burrow on Thursday, just the way they were marching. And now they just kind of get to go into the rest of the season, probably just resting players, not making stupid decisions. So it is what it is. In in one breath, this is good for the Bengals because they're probably going to have a top pick and they'll probably get like yeah. Brock Bowers or Keon Coleman or Malik Neighbors and get to replace T. Higgins. And it's that just sucks for us. And it's just like, fuck, they're going to get another good receiver. But, yeah, uh, give me Pittsburgh, man. Now that the bad man, Matt Canada, is finally gone, that definitely helps. Still, Kenny Pickett is a huge problem who sucks and need they need to move on. He's horrible, but at least they got rid of the dumbass OC. Yeah, give me Pittsburgh. Jake Browning is not going to uh, be able to do much against this defense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. I do think minus one is a good line here, though. Uh, I don't really think it's that much of a big discrepancy between the two teams. Because uh, the Steelers, I even without Matt Canada, I mean, who knows how this shit's going to go. It might still be garbage. Um, so I think it'll be a pretty damn boring game. But I'll take the uh, Steelers. Next up on the slate, we got a really important AFC South matchup. Jaguars at Texans. Jaguars are two-point favorites. If the Texans win, they are in first place at the AFC South, and they have completed a season sweep on the Jaguars. Big, yeah, D'Amico Ryan, should be, D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year candidate. People are saying it's Matt Campbell or Dan Campbell, and I just don't see that. I think when you look at the Texans, we kind of talked about it at the, at the beginning of the year. We didn't – I thought – the Texans were going to be good, but I didn't think this good. I think if we played them right now, I'd be nervous about their offensive power because they can definitely keep up with the Chiefs. I know their defense isn't all that, but they find ways to win. I like Texans mine or plus two, but I think this is kind of where they meet reality, and I think this Jaguars team understands how big this game is. And Trevor Lawrence is coming off an insane game, so give me the Jags. I wouldn't touch this line. I like Houston. Like I, Jacksonville. Every time they play a formidable opponent, every time they play a big game, they they have not shown up except for the London game in Buffalo against Buffalo. Um, I I mean this is the books are gonna catch up eventually to Houston, right? Like they keep covering. I I like last week. I felt like minus four was a huge trap. They were able to cover by uh, I believe they won by five. So you know it's I don't, I like Houston like. People are acting like this can't continue, but I don't trust Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville, every time you want to prop them up and you want to think that they're going to take this division, they're going to be a serious threat in the AFC, they they lose to a good opponent. I, I like Houston. Uh, I like Houston too. Um, I think it's going to be close. I don't really know how I feel strongly either way. I agree. I wouldn't take the line here. Um, but I like C.J. Stroud the way he's been playing recently, and I think the Jaguars are kind of difficult to trust at the moment, even though they're seven and three. Um, so I'll take Houston to complete the sweep and go top. 
Tampa at the Colts. The Bucks at the Colts. Colts are two and a half point home favorites. I think this game is going to be really interesting. Uh, Colts coming off a bye. Bucks coming off a win. Yeah, they beat the Titans. I like the Colts in this game. I think if the Colts win, they get they go to six and five, and the AFC South is wide open, which is insane to think about. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do with this one. I'll take the Colts, but I'm not that interested in it. This is two very middle of the pack teams. Um. Yeah. Very similar to the last game that I'm not really sure where to go on this. Um. I'll take the Colts. Another game not that interested in. Saints at Falcons. Falcons are one-point home favorites. Give me the Falcons. I think they actually get it done. The Saints are just dog shit. They don't even have their wide receiver one to Michael Thomas now. Arthur Smith is a dumbass. I'll take the Saints. I don't – I mean, both coaches are terrible, but at least – Both coaches suck. At least the Saints use Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. They actually use their good players, unlike Atlanta. The who, fact that the Falcons or Saints or Bucks are going to be in the playoffs is insane. Like, yeah, it sucks. Congrats to – who would that? Who would they probably play? The 49ers? No. They're, they'd probably yeah. play Dallas, whoever. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Because – they're the division winner, and the, that's insane. Yeah, the NFC South is terrible. I saw it happen for Dallas last year. Had to go and beat Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. Yep. Um, I am going to go with the Falcons. Screw it. I think they'll get it done. I hope the B. John Robinson up usage from last game continues, um, but I think it might be a fluke. Like, I don't think Arthur Smith is making deliberate decisions like that. Um, I think it just worked out that the touchdown was scored when Bijan got the ball. Um, yeah, I um, clearly am frustrated that I took him in the first round. Pisses me off. This game, I mean, this is a tankathon game through and through. Patriots at Giants. Patriots are three point favorites. I could get really dangerous and really stupid right here. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. But I'm not going to. I think the Patriots get killed in this game. <laughs> wow. If it would have been minus can I take Giants underdog of the week, please? No, no. No. This is bullshit. We don't make Dude, rules up for you. No, we're not just changing the game. Okay, well, I think the Giants crush the Patriots. Wow. Like almost too much that I don't like I'm starting to can like ask myself. Take the lock then. Do it as your lock of the week then. Take the lock. No. You clearly I don't can't. think it then, because you're just... No, because I, I think there's a way better line, and I know Jackson wants me to take this so then he can get whatever line he wants, and I'm going to make you fucking panic. I'm not panicking. I got multiple lines I'm comfortable with, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm i I'm on the opposite side of you. I like New England to win this game off the bye. I don't think Tommy DeVito could report repeat that performance ever again in his life. Uh, I like New England in one of the shittiest games known to man. The over-under in this game is 33 and a half. I oh love it. God. Oh, my God. Josh is like, Josh I'm going to bet the, the fucking over. over. I never bet the under. But oh. even though the under hits like 70% of the time, fuck that. I can't yeah. tell you the last time I hit, I bet the over, the actual over in an NFL game. I really can't. Well, you talk about it a lot. Yeah. I because can. That's why it I was the fucking Raiders oh. and Lions Monday Night Football game. 
You it was bitch- an all over. You were bitching about it. It was alternate. Yep. Your your policies. I moved you. it down for a reason. Um, I'm gonna take the Patriots, but I really don't care. I mean, dude, this <laughs> who gives a fuck? This this is like three hours of your. If you think you want to watch this game, like, I don't know, the three hours of your life you can get back. I hope Red Zone doesn't even. Show it, man. Bill Belichick said every player has been told that there's a chance they'll play. Every player. He, like, made sure the media understood that every player. And who cares? Bill um, Belichick's on his way out. Panther, he's another dinosaur, yeah. Panthers at Titans. Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Levis versus Bryce Young for one of the two rookies <laughs> going at it in this class. Uh, Yeah. When I look at this game, I think this is a game the Panthers actually win. Will Levis wow. is talk shit. Give me the Panthers. I mean, that's not what I'm taking away from Tennessee so far. I actually think Will Levis has played fine. I don't think he's – I mean, he was 13-17 last week for 158 yards and two touchdowns, no turnovers. I don't think he's the problem. This Carolina team's bad, man. Like, Frank Reich is pretty much dead. He's going to be another one-and-done coach. That, man, I had Panthers underdog of the week last week. They go on this 17-play drive to make it 17-10. to 10, And as we go to the fourth quarter, I'm like, okay, they're in this thing. Defense folds. Bryce Young throws another pick six. He's thrown like four this year or five. And, and, and it's dead. I, I This Panthers team is just atrocious. Give me Tennessee. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers underdog of the week. Um, I've done this before and it blew up. Um, but I think the Titans are a bit of a mess. Um, so I'll take the Panthers. Maybe they just finally get lucky. Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, I'll take the, I'll take the Panthers. <laughs> All right. Now we're into the afternoon slate and or, yeah, yeah, where you are Rams at Cardinals Rams are half a point favorite. So it's a pick them. Everything's telling me to pick the Rams. But this Cardinals team went toe-to-toe with the Texans. This Cardinals team is a lot better than I thought they were with Kyler Murray. James Conner, I know, is back too, and that's a, that makes a big difference. I'm not joking. The Cardinals made one of the... Looking back at it, one of the dumbest trades. Not dumbest. They, they got the guy that they wanted. But they, they thought they were going to get a shit ton of value with uh, their trade with the uh, Texans last year. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're getting like a mid-late round first-round pick. They thought they were definitely trading for a top-five pick next year. With that I being mean, said, yeah. with that being said, I think if the Cardinals finish out the way that they might, and let's say they get less than four wins, I would trade up to get Marvin Harrison Jr. If I'm in the Cardinals' position. Because I think that will make your team a lot better on the offensive side. I know they have decent weapons. They have better weapons than the Chiefs, in my opinion. On the defensive side, yes, they, there's a lot that can be fixed. But I'm telling you, if you give Kyler Marvin Harrison Jr., that's going to be scary. That's going to be a great connection. But with all this dick sucking of the Cardinals, I'm taking the Rams. With or without Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, ah, man, this is tough. I... I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals are one of those fun teams that are they are not good, but you can see that there's something there. Kind of like the Dan Campbell Lions, the first year Dan Campbell was there. They lost a lot of games that 
they were in it and they fought. It just weren't good enough to win. It's kind of how I feel about the Cardinals. So give me the card, or excuse me, give me the Rams uh, to win this game. But I expect the Cardinals to play another really tough, hard-fought football game. Uh, it's, it's Jonathan Gannon. I, I'm really interested to see what he has going forward when they give him something to work with. And John is muted. John the is moment. muted. Uh, don't know if he knows that he's okay. muted or not. Sorry, I had a sneezing attack and muted myself. All um, right, all right. I I think that the Cardinals um, will win this game. Um, I picked them underdog of the week last week, uh, which no, didn't work you out. Had lock of the week. No, I had Chargers lock of the week. Did I not? Yeah, well, he did. yeah, you did. You did. He did. Yeah, you were. Um, yeah, you were on the Cardinals. Though. You were shocked that none of us. Uh, I was shocked that y'all thought it was a trap line. Um, yeah, I am gonna take the um, I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I'm not like a huge Cardinals lover, but I do think that they at least have like a coherent football team. They're just really lacking like talent. Um, so until I'm proven otherwise, um, I think the addition of Kyler Murray helps mitigate that problem a little bit. Uh, so maybe they get one of their first impressive wins since that win over the Cowboys. Broncos, or excuse me, Browns at Broncos. Uh, Broncos are two and a half point favorites. Josh. I can't tell if this game's going to be shit or good. Probably shit. Yeah, I know. And if it's a shit game, then that means the Broncos are going to win. If it's a good game, I think the Browns get The over-under is 34 and a half. Yeah, so I wouldn't touch that, which means under in my in my words. <laughs> Uh, give me, give me the Broncos. Oh, that, that I can't believe I'm saying that, dude. What happened? What the fuck happened? Uh, me and John were in the long run proven right on this Broncos team. It looked terrible at first. <laughs> yeah, but, but dude, they should be four and six. The Vikings should have won. I'm so but, uh, pissed. Yeah, the, the Broncos. I keep saying it. I tried telling everyone I could tell. Whenever they beat the Chiefs, I just was like, this team could legitimately make the playoffs. They could finish with a winning record. They could legitimately make the playoffs. And now they're facing Dorian Thompson-Robinson with a chance to go over 500. It's not an easy schedule after this. They have Houston, the Chargers, and the, the, the Lions. That's three straight on the road. So they don't come back to Denver for a while. But, yeah, I mean, I love Denver here. Like I said earlier in the year, I'm not going to touch two and a half ever again, and I'm not. But I love Denver in this spot. I think that they win like a... 17 to 10 game over Cleveland. It just feels like what this is going to be. As long as Russell Wilson doesn't make stupid mistakes, Sean Payton is a good enough coach to win them these types of games. Uh, yeah, I've got the Broncos here. They were one of my contenders for lock of the week. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a pretty boring game. The The Browns are bringing the most like recipe for snoozing team to this. Uh, absolutely no offensive firepower and a defense that just kind of grinds teams down uh, to like a dull, uh, dull edge. So I, um, I'm going to take the Broncos. I'm hoping they don't win though. I agree, man. I mean, if they get the six and five, they become a little bit dangerous. Um, so yeah, I would rather they don't do that, but and at the same time, um, them returning to being not terrible isn't the worst thing in the long run because I think there was definitely a fear that they were going to get a fantastic draft pick, and that is largely out the window. Yeah. 
All right, another afternoon game. Bills at Eagles. Eagles are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. I just wanted to be known we have five games, four games left, including this game, and no underdog, and only one yeah. lock of the week has been selected. Shit's about to get interesting. John took underdog. No, John took lock. No, he took underdog. I took, under, Panthers. I took Panthers underdog of the week. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay, still. Yeah, uh, when I look at this game, this is a game where I take the underdog of the week. I take the Bills. I think they get it done. I have to say that because I'm picking them as my underdog of the week. I trust them over any other team that's left for underdog of the week. So give me the Bills underdog of the week. Do I think they get it done? No. I moved to 0-12. But I think this is my best value. Yeah, this is one I would have taken. This is one of those shit games where it's like, I fucking hate Philadelphia, but this will be the one time I'm rooting for them and they'll fucking win or they'll fucking lose. They'll find a way to lose and let Buffalo win this game just because it's the one time I want Philadelphia to win. Um, Yeah, I like Buffalo in this game. I think firing the OC was the move. It's just like I've seen this story too many times. It's a team that I don't want to win versus a team that should beat them and the fucking team finds a way to win. So give me Buffalo. Um... Yeah, I'll take the Eagles, given that they're at home. I like them to win at home here. I think it should be one, probably the best game of the weekend, um, looking at it here. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be close. But I, I don't know necessarily how much I think firing the OC is going to solve the problem. I mean, I guess Josh Allen did less stupid appearing shit when Brian Dable was the OC. So maybe, maybe uh, whatever his name was. It's not coming to my head right now. Uh, didn't do him a big favor, um, but Ken we'll see. It, Ken Dorsey, yeah. It should be a good game. I, I'll take the Eagles. Chiefs before and Raiders. We the next, oh. Before we go into the next game, I do want to say I already have Jackson's picks. I think he's going with. Okay. Hopefully I get him right, so we'll see. Chiefs and uh, Raiders. Chiefs are nine-point road favorites. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this This. Line with a six-foot pole. Give me the Chiefs. I think they get it done in a one-possession game. Yeah, going Raiders plus nine, lock of the week. It's, yeah, that's what uh, I had. I wish I could have got this. It opened at 10, and it's been bet down after last night's debacle. Um, who the fuck are the Chiefs to be catching mul- a, a multiple-possession line against anyone? They don't have the offense to put anyone away, man. Uh, yeah, too many points. I think Chiefs win, but at nine, is it's an inflated number. Um, I'm a little glad you took that. I would lean more towards Chiefs minus nine here, just because I think the Raiders are pretty bad. Um, one of the worst five win teams I've seen. They did keep it close with the Dolphins last week. Um, but I don't know, man. I I feel like the Chiefs just kind of have an angry game here. Um, and do enough to give it a, a beat a, a five of the crappy team. Um to the degree that they need to beat this crappy team. Um, remember, we we did 41-0 the Bears. Um, I don't know how far away the Raiders are from them, all things considered. Um, so I think it's possible that we can put them away. But I do understand uh, the apprehension to trust the Chiefs to win by double digits because um, we really struggle to move the ball sometimes, and we haven't scored in the second half in three straight weeks. And that is not a recipe for winning games by double digits, so... Something does have to change, and I think it will happen this week, at least to not completely shit the bed in the back half of the game. 
Sunday night football, Ravens at Chargers. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Ravens minus three and a half lock of the week. I think the Ravens are a really good football team. I think they get it done pretty easily here in Los Angeles. We're going at it. I'm going Chargers underdog of the week. Yeah, I had that too. It's my pick. I really thought I was going to have to go Bears. I really thought you'd go Chargers. So happy you did that. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I can't believe Brandon Staley's not fired yet. But Justin Herbert at home, I'm just hoping – Hoping he can fucking overcome Brandon Staley and Quentin Johnson's ineptitude and find a way to win this game. Um, I am going to take the Chargers, actually. Um, I took them this week. They shit the bet on me. Um, Joey Bosa being gone is pretty devastating. Um, but this is kind of a messy game because these both are the teams that have the tendency to just, like, have stupid shit happen. So it's one of those unstoppable force, immovable object type things. Case in point, like the way that the Ravens-Browns game went a couple weeks ago, um, and then just all the crap that the Chargers do. Both these teams find a way to keep it close. Um, So I like Chargers. I like Chargers spread um, as like a value bet. Um, I honestly am glad. I maybe hung around thinking no one would take this underdog. Um, But I suppose I am not mad now because Jackson took it. So, yep. Josh, you're bold for taking a Chargers to lose by more than a field goal. That is... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is... <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, they lost... And they lose by four to the Packers? By three. They... It's like they're allergic to losing by more than a possession. The only team that's beat them... Hilarious enough. The only team that's beat them by more than one possession is the Chiefs. The team that can't put anyone else away. Monday Night yeah, Football, Bears at Vikings. Vikings are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Josh. He's charging it up. Josh. He's charging it up. Hang on. Justin Fields yep. and the Chicago yep. Bears are going to get their ass kicked. Give me the Vikings. I know Jackson just had a fucking heart attack for five I think it's opposite day. I'm taking the Bears. Jesus, what the hell? I actually like the um, Bears to go in and win this game. I actually, I actually liked what I saw out of Justin Fields last week. I'm not gonna thank lie. you. I will it, say this: the only a good week I for like Fields. Justin now, Fields. now, I do need to laugh. I, I just wanted face. to be known. Shut the I was fuck right up! All right, you had your Justin time. Fields and Zach Wilson. That's all I want. You had your fucking time. All right, buddy. It's my turn. Yeah, and I, I didn't doing it for you. Yeah, shut it's the hell up. It's my turn. It's, it's my, my turn. turn. Uh, yeah, look, the Bears better fire everybody in the front office, everybody in the coaching staff. How do you lead 26 to 14 with three minutes left and lose by five? That, that is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think what happens ultimately is Fields ends up in like Atlanta this offseason, where I hope he could recover and do better because the Bears are a mess. Matt Eberflus is horrible. Luke Getz, he's a terrible offensive coordinator. Ryan Poles has done a shit job as GM so far. Um, the Bears are a mess, but Justin Fields, he is better than what, you know, they had with Tyson Badgett. He came back, he looked fine. You know, he's not a great, he's still not a great passer. I'm still not willing to bend the knee on that he's a great passer, but he moves their offense uh, with his legs, and that's that's something that's hard to account for defensively. And DJ Moore is a nice receiver to have. So I like them to win this game. 
I think the Josh Dobbs Linsanity shit has run its course a little bit. Yeah, it absolutely has. I'm taking the Bears. Um, I didn't really watch the Bears game at all, so I can't tell you anything about how Justin Fields play. Um, <laughs> but what I did was Josh Dobbs have quite possibly the most pathetic attempt at a like last drive, yeah. two-minute drill uh, score. Like, dude, any like trust I had in you to be icy or anything like that is gone. I think on like three consecutive plays, he ended up facing the his own end zone while he's getting blitzed by like seven people. Yeah. It's like, dude, that is quarterback 101, man. Get the ball out. Do not turn around. And one time he did it and still damn near got the first down. Um, but it's I don't know, man. I just don't really have a ton of trust in him. And I think the Bears are kind of turning it around, believe it or not. Um, yeah. I I like the Bears here, and I think that they kind of feel less inclined to tank as much, given that they know they'll get the Panthers pick, which is going to be a good one. Now, I will say this. Justin Fields, there is nothing funnier than last week. Justin Fields dancing up 26-14 to 14 after getting a first down, thinking he iced the game, and then having him lose and look like a little bitch after the game. That shit was funny. He is... Mm-hmm. One thing about him is, like, I just have always hated his demeanor. He pisses me off. He just, it. I, mean, I know I'm rivals with him, so like, I have to hate him. But like, God, he just, his cocky little bullshit. I love seeing him suffer. It is, it makes me so happy. That's so sad for me to say. I'm just some loser at home watching a guy suffer, and I'm like, yes, fuck yeah, hate hate you. But that's uh, that that that's just how being a football fan is. But yeah, that is it for the NFL Week 12 slate. To, Interesting little slate. Obviously, a lot of games on Thursday, game on Friday, and then a nice little Sunday. Some Definitely some snoozers, but still a few games sprinkled in here and there. Uh, yep. and yeah, I mean, we are kind of – and then this is, the, this is the week before the week where Kansas City plays Green Bay. It's the it's like the eclipse of the podcast almost, as I would call it. It's like when t- – it very, very rarely happens, but it's the – it's like the once every four years – it happens. All right. Well, that's enough NFL talk. Let's talk about Mizzou because, and, and don't worry, we're not talking about basketball. We're talking about football. Uh, they Oof. got through uh, in the Florida 33-31 on a fucking miracle drive that and yes. every year and every year passed in this program's history, that drive doesn't happen or it happens against them. Or they get the fourth and seventeen, and they fumble the ball trying to reach for the first down. Like it, something stupid would have happened, or the kicker misses. But they, it's just like it's hard because like I, it's like I was in an abusive relationship, and now I'm in like a healthy one. I just keep expecting some bad shit to happen, and it's not happening. It's awesome. Yeah. No. I mean, um, at the same time, when you look at this Missouri team, yes, we beat Florida, but dude, we should have kicked their ass. Yeah, there was a lot of missed opportunities. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, they found a way to win. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree with your statement, though. It, they, it, they avoided the disaster, and that's not something Mizzou usually does. No, they, yeah. they dodged the Mizzou. Like, they mm-hmm. overcame their own nature. Um, I mean, man, when it was 4th and 17, I was like, oh, my God. This is just so typical. Like, of course. This is how we, we got all this hype, uh, talked about how people are disrespecting us, all this shit, and we're going to lose at home to Florida with our backup quarterback in the game, um, and we didn't. 
And that's what's most important, man. We got the shit talk. Uh, we sent them home. And that was pretty nice because, I mean, Florida fans aren't exactly fun either. Um, so that was, it was a hell of a day. Um, I, I was at the game with Josh. Um, Jackson might have been an entrant, but uh, had some problems last week. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a hell of a time. I had a, I had a fantastic time. It was a great way to end a great season. Um, I uh, complained a lot on this podcast um, in years past or at the start of this year that I am disappointed with the, the way that Mizzou has, has been run or has, has handled their business. Um, and that has completely been toned out the window um, as my time as a Mizzou student because it has been a fantastic year. Uh, and they've been pretty much everything that I could be happy with them being. Like, obviously, there's more to it, but there's no way at all I can complain about this outcome. You just got to go beat Arkansas, um, and then ideally you'll be in the New Year's Six Bowl. Hopefully we don't get screwed. Um and yeah, it was just, it was cool. It was cool to dodge it because that fourth and 17, just knowing Mizzou, knowing everything about them, did not think it was going to be converted. And instead they did some Chiefs shit or, and you know, the Chiefs probably, the outcome would have been a dropped pass there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was nice. Luther Burden and Brady Cook are a hell of a duo. And I'm really excited about the fact that I get another year of that connection. Um, that's That's pretty sick that they have this much stuff to their uh to their credit and they've still got another year together so good Mizzou. good place to be at mizzou has the best wide receiver in the state of missouri right now luther burden is better mm-hmm. than anybody on the kansas city Chiefs. you put luther burden yeah, on the he Chiefs, is. right this second he's wide receiver one on the team which is i said hilarious. that after the k-state game <laughs> but it's so true you could argue yeah. theo weiss is like the second best or third best in the in the state like it is so bad. Like I trust Mookie Cooper more than I trust Justin Watson at this point. It's, it's, it's hysterical how. It, God, I keep. I know I have to keep bringing it up, but, godly, it's crazy how Mizzou has. It's like the tale of two different days for us. Saturdays we have these insanely fun receivers that can make crazy plays, and then on Sundays we're just like begging them to catch a screen pass. It's definitely. <laughs> It's like a, it's definitely a little bit of a bipolar feeling for us with the receivers from Saturday yeah. to Sunday. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it'll be Friday this week. We need to take care of business yep. against our quote-unquote rivals. Um, that team, really you would hope, if you can get up on them early in the game, they should be completely checked out. They have no chance at a bowl. Their season's terrible. They've, I think, won one SEC game. Is that it? Yeah, they're one. They have one SEC win on the season. Uh, they're terrible. If you go in there and you, you got- just you you do take care of business early, that they'll fall. They'll they'll fucking roll over. You gotta be weary of them though, man. We're only a seven and a half point favorite. It's not a uh, Vegas doesn't have it being a complete washout. Is all I'm saying. So the Vegas has I, we a gotta- twelve point favorite against. Florida? Yeah, I saw like 11, but I mean, it was Which over I thought 10. was high. It's, it closed over 10, so. Yeah, and I, I don't know, 7.5, it's road, SEC football. I mean, they probably would have made this preseason line Arkansas minus like 6, so it's like the, the flip that they've done yeah. there. It's 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 a lot of, probably a lot of line movement. If they if this was and week honestly, 1, they would have made it like Arkansas minus 7. Yeah, 
and I, I really like Mizzou minus seven and a half in this game for the record. And I'm be weary of it. I think Mizzou is only minus that. seven. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I was I'll more worried about I was more worried about last week than I was I am this week. And I know that's easy to say now, but I I was just like, you know, Florida obviously going into last week, we thought of Florida State as like an unbeatable team with Jordan Travis. Obviously he's out now and Florida plays Florida State this week, so Florida still has a chance to make a bowl game. But considering that Jordan Travis was going to play this upcoming week pre-injury, last week against Missouri was Florida's like last opportunity to make a bowl game. And I thought about that, and I was like, I know how Mizzou's played in the past when they've been at that five-win mark and they've needed to win to get into a bowl. It's tough to beat a team when they're desperate to win that game. That's kind of how I viewed Florida last week. Um so yeah, I'm a team that they've told the head coach he's coming back. So there's no Sam Pittman doesn't have to worry about winning this game necessarily. Uh, they the players know that the season's over. That it, I, I, Mizzou should roll. Mizzou, I think Mizzou rolls. Yep, I think so too. I'm excited. I'm. It's gonna be a good good little game. Um, and you wanna know what the icing on the uh, the top of the Sunday of this Saturday was? What is that? That KU lost to K-State in an absolute heartbreaker. That is funny. That was great. And I I needed that. that. I was happy to see that. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Because they need to be put down as much as they can right now because their basketball team (laughs) is good. Yeah, yeah, we got to put them down while we can because that basketball team might not not lose more than five games. Oh boy, that team, we are going to get mastered. That team is probably not losing more than five games the whole season, so we better just take care of business. Although they do play Marquette tonight, as this is being recorded. Marquette's, Marquette's, Marquette's eh. I'll take Kansas minus four and a half. It's still a formidable opponent. They're not playing uh, whoever they played last night, Shamana or whoever the fuck it was. They were playing some yeah. scrub team last night. Uh, but yeah. One thing we should talk about, we'll just hit on briefly, the Royals made a couple of moves this past week, trading Jackson Coar for Kyle Wright, and then also trading cash considerations. Finally, the Royals are the ones trading the cash, not trading for it. Trading cash considerations for Nick Anderson. Uh, John, you probably know more about this than Josh. What were your thoughts on the moves? Um, obviously, I know you were pretty high on getting rid of Coar. Yeah, very high on getting rid of Coar. Um, I like Nick Anderson. I think he's good. Um, outside of the one uh, Blake Snell World Series controversy with him, um, he's been a pretty solid player. I was surprised to see how little we got him for. If you want to know my biggest concern about the whole thing, it's the fact that it was with Atlanta was the yeah. trade, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, if they're just giving this guy, they are a well-run team. Um, so I'm wondering if Nick Anderson and Kyle Wright are both like broken. Um, because it, it just doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. Like, do they not know that Jackson Coar is fucking garbage? They do. Um, Kyle he Wright led the NL in wins two years ago. So I'm with John. I'm skeptical of yeah, this it, trade. And it's, it's nerds. But there's nothing it's to be nerds, skeptical but about. I think it's, because I think it's high risk, even high reward. If Kyle Wright, or low risk, high reward. If Kyle, yes, I agree. Because if Kyle Wright never threw a pitch in Kansas City, it would be worth getting rid of Jackson Coar. Yes. In, yeah. in, what in, and if Jackson Kowar goes on to be good in Atlanta, honestly, good for him because it was never going to happen here. He was never going yep. to develop into somebody here. It's just not going to work. They've given it years. He's 27. It's not like he's still a young prospect. 
This guy has been horrible at the major league level for the Kansas City Royals. And the only shot of him saving his career was a change of scenery. It felt like that. And look, the Braves, like you said, John, the two teams you really don't want to do business with are the Raves, the Rays and the Braves, because that just feels like they never lose a trade. They always find a way to win whatever trade they're involved in. But I'm not going to lose sleep if Jackson Kowar goes to Atlanta and produces. Like, he wasn't going to do it here. It's the same shit with Ryan mm-hmm. O'Hearn. Like, I'm not overly pissed that he went on to have a good year in Baltimore. It was never going to happen in Kansas City. And then you talk about just trading cash considerations for Nick Anderson. Who gives a shit? Like, if Nick no, Anderson if, if Nick Anderson doesn't work out, I doubt you sent much. And even if you did, who cares? You're a billionaire owner. It doesn't matter. Like, it, mm-hmm. that, that to me, I mean, he was a solid reliever. He's automatically your most valuable bullpen piece already. I mean, yeah, I liked the move. Um, and then I like the Kyle Wright move. It kind of reminds me, and I hope it works out better than this, but it kind of reminds me of the Chris Medlin move, if you remember that one. Uh, where they yep. went to go acquire him, knowing he would miss the next year, and you know Chris Medlin never turned out to be great, but you know he, you know he wasn't horrible by any sense of the imagination. He was contributing. no, it was the it was a fine trade. Yeah, that so that's that's kind of how I see this, um, and I also like how they're honest with themselves a little bit with this trade, and they know hey, twenty four is probably not our year, but if we could have this guy ready for twenty five, and we develop some of our other guys by twenty five. You're talking about if things go correctly, having a starting rotation in 25 of Kyle Wright, Brady Singer, Cole Reagans, Frank Mazzucato, and Ben Kudrna. I mean, it's not obviously going to work out perfectly like that, but I see the vision that they're going for. And Nick Anderson could be another Araldis Chapman where he has a really good solid season in the bullpen for the Royals and they deal him in the summer. I liked it. Like, I I hate doing this to myself because all the time the Royals make deals like this and I'm like, you know what? I kind of see the value in it and I get I get, uh, I get get heartbroken and I get tar- just absolutely embarrassed and I feel like an idiot for believing in them. But I kind of liked both of these moves. Yep. Um, I Here's the one thing I have to ask. Do you think it's possible that, like, the Atlanta Braves have a thesis that – Royals like can't develop talent and that they can like they see a player in Jackson Coar and that they they can fix him like because here's the thing I think there's evidence to suggest that is the case um and it's from pitchers and hitters sure uh, players yeah. seem to get pretty damn good when they leave the Royals sure. Ryan O'Hearn was a damn all-star um Jacob Junis couldn't do shit for about three years and ended up being serviceable for the Giants I know um I know, yeah, but there's like it's again. I don't care really because it wasn't going to work. No, here. I agree. No, exactly because that's I think the whole more than anything with the move mm-hmm. to move right and the move to move Nick Anderson. I've been saying it, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I think the Braves are going all in on trying to get Otani. It's just look at the moves they've been making. Even the trade they made with the White Sox to get rid of like all those players for. Uh, they got rid of Mike Soroka, like who is one of the best pitchers in the league not too long ago. I, I just think they're trying to clear up cash. I would not be surprised to see Otani go to the Braves, which would be really bad for the rest of the league. They, they would be unbelievable. Yeah, man. that's well, We're going to have to see how this whole situation plays out. Um, it must suck to be a diehard Angels fan. That reminds me, man. Like, you've got just brilliant talent on your team and one of them even stayed with you and you did nothing with it i mean 
I am already upset that Bobby Wood Jr. is going to walk in a few years, having done nothing with the Royals, but being a like you know future Hall of Fame player potentially, uh, based on the way he performed once he figured his shit out this year. Um, but yeah, I agree with your take, man. I think I think the trades are interesting. They might be mutually beneficial in some ways. Um, but look, I can't be upset about the Royals trying to do something uh, that involves not playing Jackson Coar. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how the rest of the hot stove offseason goes. It's just getting underway. Before we wrap up today's episode, let's get into D4 of the week. D4 of the week. Mine is pretty easy. The NFL referees. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles got that easy touchdown that put them that tied them with us. That was the easiest holding call. I even saw it. And I really can't see holding that easy until a little bit ago. But that's, I don't know. I'm just pissed about it. I I couldn't really think of anything else. I was trying to think of something better. Also, the false start on Creed Humphrey. That was an offside. Yeah, that too. That was an offside on Brandon Graham more than it. Went from third and 12, third and seven to third and 12, and it should have been third and two. And then that led us to what? Fourth and 27? I don't even know. I think whatever it was, but yeah, it sucked. Um, I am going to go with Mazoop. We got to at least say something about, um, they, Dennis Gates has earned the credit in the bank for me to not like panic because next year's recruiting class is like, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, but woof, this year's Missouri Tigers are poor. Uh, we're not allowed to be good at two sports at once, I suppose. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a long one. Uh, That is not the type of loss you want to take. Yeah. Okay, for mine, I I need to rescind my D4 of the week from last week from hemorrhoids. Uh, They're off the hook because that's not what I had. I had something called an anal rectal abscess, and that is my new D4 of the week. Holy fuck, that thing hurts. Like, I, you don't understand how much worse it got after last week's episode. And then I went in on uh, Thursday to get it surgically repaired and removed. Yeah, that that gets to be D4 of the week for me. That is... Jackson had his anus looked at. <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel good. Um, I can go into detail, but I'm not sure anybody really wants to know that. Nobody Just does. know that uh, there was a nurse spreading my cheeks apart for a very long period of time. It wasn't very comfortable. Um, it, it actually is like the most physical pain I've ever been in. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe I'm just lucky that that's the worst it's ever been, but it was bad. Um, but I'm all good now. Um, I can sit down again. That's don't take sitting down for granted because when you can't sit down, life sucks. Uh, but yeah, that that gets to be it. And I'm sorry to sorry to hemorrhoids because that you were not the problem. Uh, maybe another Dude, day. Uh, like whoever makes it this far in the podcast just had to hear about some shit they never wanted to know existed. Yeah, um, I hope whoever made it this far is like on. <laughs> They just ate Thanksgiving dinner. They're riding on their car ride back home, and they just had to puke out the window. That's that's yeah. That's probably what just had to happen. But it had to be said. Damn it. Okay, if I had to go through it, it has to be shared with everybody else. All right. It trust Fair me. play. It's ten times worse for me than it is for any of you listening right now. So just no. Nope. Let me vent. I bet. And, and we're good. And it's done. No, nope. you're. Hey, you get to choose your D four of the week. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, I really yeah. hope I never all figure the weeks, out what an Josh was like. Josh was like. like cookies because i burnt my fucking thumb on a cookie like yeah no this is a real d4 of the week 
<laughs> you piece of shit. I've I've had to one up you for that. You're like, uh, but, but whatever. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this uh, end of podcast dysfunction and for this week's episode. We hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving weekend, and we will see you next week to preview NFL Week 13. Peace.